Well, hello everybody and welcome back to Karen's Couch. What a treat to have you here with me today. I cannot tell you how grateful I am for the ears that listen to these podcasts because so often they come from a place of pure inspiration rather than planning. And you would know that simply because the podcasts don't run regularly. And while I have run a regular podcast for the last seven or eight years, I um, have promised myself that on this show, on Karen's Couch, I won't actually be tying myself to having to be regular. What I want to try and do with this show is be more inspired. So thank you for listening and welcome to today's inspiration. You heard a calling from a void deep inside and you answered ready and found yourself here at Karen's Couch. Welcome to your quest of personal mastery. So most of you who follow the show know that um, I'm a business coach, I'm a professional speaker and I'm an author. And one of the things that has been occurring for me a lot this year is for myself and also for my clients, which I find uncanny and I love it. You know, I have been going through my own very spiritual awakening and transcendence since the beginning of this year. And I'd say, you know, 2nd of January is when it really kicked in for me. I think I've always been a spiritual soul. And when I'm speaking on stage, I'm completely transported to another realm. And that's why it's so addictive. It's why I, I thrive on it. Because the me that sits in this spot right now recording this podcast for you isn't always present when I'm on stage. <clears throat> and that is so blissful because the personality and all of the wills and won'ts and cans and can'ts and shoulds and shouldn'ts and fears and nervousness really dissolves and disappears into thin air. And what becomes present is a version of me that is totally plugged in, completely connected to source. And I'm sharing what is coming through me rather than what I have necessarily planned out or, or, or scheduled to speak about. There's something very profound about that. And when I started getting this really deep pull on my heart um, earlier this year, it was a pull towards other realms. It was a pull towards uh, channeling. It was a pull towards angels, guides, and a much closer connection to source than what I've ever experienced. And it's profound simply because I know that what I've been experiencing for the last well, I started speaking in 2009. So I, have, I know that since 2009 that what I've been experiencing is a sense of channeling. But I haven't experienced it on a day-by-day, moment-by-moment basis as much as I have done this year. And what's profound for me is that so many of my clients that come to see me, and we have this regular relationship. So my coaching clients, you know, they're all on 12-month agreements Um, and we work on their business, we work on their life, we work on their relationships, you know, whatever is present for them. And it's sometimes very practical, and it's just about social media, and it's just about marketing, and it's just about getting your profile out there, and human resources, and recruitment, and expansion, and scaling, and profitability. And sometimes it's very much about plugging into the universal source, remembering who we are, remembering what our true nature is, the, con- the concept of meditation and bringing in that meditation and then calling in your highest self 
and your future self so that it can guide you now. And it's very interesting to me because as I've been going through this spiritual transcendence, what I've noticed is my clients have been on the same journey. Different, um, they're wrapped in different packages because they do different things, but it's all been very similar. So I thought I'd share today's podcast with you on some of the things that I talk to my clients about because I figure if my clients and there's, what are there, 15 of them, if there are 15 of them plus me, um, then there's got to be more of us out there who are feeling this pull and this call to a higher version of ourselves. But sometimes what becomes a bit confusing or perhaps creates a little uncertainty in our lives is the how. How do I connect to my higher self? How do I maintain that day by day, moment by moment? And how do I stay in that connected version of myself when shit turns turtle? <laughs> how do I stay in the light when there's so much darkness? And I really get that. And sometimes that darkness just occurs within our own habitual thoughts and feelings. And sometimes that darkness occurs when we look out to the world and we wonder what the hell is going on with our politicians, what the hell is going on with um, crime, what the hell is going on with pain and suffering in the world. So sometimes we see the darkness inside of ourselves and sometimes we see the darkness outside of ourselves. So then the question is, how do we remain plugged in? How do we remain connected to the all, to the source, to the truth of who we are in spite of all of that darkness? And I want to start by, I guess, kind of explaining a little bit of why the darkness is there. You guys might already know this. So if you do know this already, fast forward. But I just thought I would explain just a little bit of this to you guys so that then we can begin to see that the purpose of the darkness is not futile and it's not for nothing. The purpose of the darkness, like the purpose of negativity and the purpose of suffering, is to cause us to reach for the light so that then we realize that actually the light is our true nature and the darkness is simply there to serve a purpose. But when we dwell in the darkness and we live in the darkness and we swim in the darkness and we talk about the darkness and we go to support groups about the darkness then we're experiencing the darkness as who we are and what life actually is. And then we're severely mistaken. And of course, then what lands up happening is we become incredibly distracted by the darkness and we become incredibly, incredibly distracted by the negativity, so much so that it becomes a habituated way of being. Try that on just for a second. Take a minute. And have a look inside of yourself and ask yourself, am I habituated in my language, the things that I talk about, the things that I think about? In, am I habituated in thinking and feeling and experiencing life through the lens of, God, this is hard. God, this is difficult. Oh, everybody says pain in my ass. Um, I don't feel welcome here. Uh, life is just so challenging. Everybody, you know, I'm always suffering. And it might even be worse than that. You could throw in a couple of expletives and that might be the way you experience life. And when I look at most people, certainly the people who come to my events, come to my speaking engagements, you know, they're coming for inspiration. Why? Because they are trapped in this habituated way of being that is surrounded by darkness. There might be moments of light 
But for the most part, we live in a, in a dark and a negative environment. Now, it's very purposeful, my friends, and it's very distracting. The more you look at your phone, the more darkness you're going to experience. The more you scroll, the more negativity and the more darkness you're going to experience. Why? Because that is the nature of distraction. If you are addicted to your phone, you are addicted to the darkness. So here's what I want to share with you. So many of us are already addicted to our phones. Netflix. We are looking for an escape. We are looking for a way to live vicariously through someone else. Because what we see on social media is everybody's a real, <laughs> or you know, as everybody's twentieth chapter when we're just starting out, or we're looking at everybody's happy families or beautiful foods and eat this way and exercise that way, thinking that that is a way of escaping the the life that we live because it's just not good enough for us to pay attention to because there's so much suffering in it, there's so much darkness in it, there's so much negativity. And then there is also all the negativity on social media. There is all the things that are wrong in the world. Man, it's in your face. (laughs) So if you are finding that you are a perpetual scroller or a Netflix addict, it's because you've become distracted by the dark. That's its purpose. Man, I'm telling you now, that is 100% its purpose. It is designed to distract you from reaching for the light, expanding into your true nature, living through your highest purpose, connecting to source, connecting to nature and allowing time to unfold in a, in a, in a, in a magical way that produces miracles. While ever we're sitting in front of the computer, while ever we're sitting in front of the camera, uh, the phone, while ever we're sitting in front of the television, we're not allowing time to unfold magical miracles. Why? Because we are not participating. We've unplugged. We have unplugged. And you know it because you feel unplugged. You feel lost in your pictures. You feel lost in your phone. You feel lost in your computer. You feel lost in your work. You feel lost in everything that distracts you from the true nature of who you are and the true nature of what life is actually about. And then, sadly, we die. I know, it's a tragedy really because we're all going to die. We're all going to land up in a box and some of us are going to have missed out on the very reason we were here. Some of us won't. Some of us will have been able to pull ourselves from those distractions and say, no, you can't have me. I will pay attention and play and be connected. I will pay attention to what this life is actually about. And life is actually about expansion and it's actually about growth. Sometimes it comes effortlessly and sometimes it comes through challenge. But while ever we are distracted by the darkness, the lightness will elude us and we will wonder what the purpose of this life is all about. Have you ever walked around thinking, cheapers, what's this all for? Have you ever said to yourself, shit, man, there's got to be more to life than this? Have you ever thought to yourself, I am just not satisfied? I am bored to tears? If you have felt that, and trust me, I have too. If you have felt that, it's because you are stuck, lost and habituated in the darkness. And it is your invitation, those thoughts, my friends, 
don't have answers that your intelligence can answer, the purpose of those questions is to force you to get outside of the life you've become habituated in and start to live a different kind of life. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today is how do you do that? You know, I get that from my clients and I get that from people on socials all the time. How do you do it? You're saying I need to live in the light. You're saying I need to live effortlessly. You're saying I need to grow and expand. But how on earth do I do it? When I've got to pay the bills, I've got to pay the mortgage, I've got to take the kids to school, I've got to cook dinner. I don't have time to go to a yoga class. I don't have time to sit and meditate, etc., etc., etc. So here's what I want to say to you about that. If that's the conversation and if that's the reason that is running through your mind, can I just say to you now, then you're actually saying to yourself, I don't have time to live according to my purpose, which means your children will not live according to their purpose because you're not teaching them what the purpose of life is. You're teaching them distraction, busyness, stress, hurrying, worrying, and never getting anywhere, spinning your wheels and having the same conversation over and over and over again. And then for a lot of us, we'll drink wine. (laughs) So then we're teaching our kids escapism. When we sit in front of the Netflix and we sit down with a glass of wine and some cheese plates, which is just divine. And then we sit and we put the Netflix on and we all get lost in Netflix. Or we all sit on our phones while we're out for dinner. Or we all sit on our phones at the dinner, dinner table. Or after dinner, we all sit on our phones. It's escaping. So how do we do it? Well, here's what I want to encourage you to build into your daily life. And that is a daily light I hate saying practice, but I want to say like a a connecting, a plugging in to the real reason that you're here. And it's not going to come through your intelligence. It's not going to come through having lists and pros and cons and how you can and what you should. So it's not going to come through your intelligence. It's actually only going to come through experience and discipline. And I hate that word because for me, you tell me discipline and the first thing I'm going to do is tell you to jam it. <laughs> So for me, discipline doesn't work. But what does work is me knowing what the reward is if I do it. And for me, my daily light practices, I've got lots of them because I'm not a routine person. So it can look like this. My daily light practice could be, and I'm very fortunate because I just live three houses from the beach. So I walk my dog down on the beach And I put my feet in the water and I walk in the sand. And it's minimum 20 minutes. If I've got time to do more than that, well, great. But most of the time I don't have more than that. So it's 20 minutes on the beach. And then I come home and then I sit on my front lawn and I might journal for five minutes. That's it. Or I might sit outside and I will meditate for five minutes. Because by the time I've done my beach walk, I'm skinny on time. But then I'll sit outside on the lawn, no shoes in nature, grounded, and I'll meditate. And the meditation for me is silent. I don't have a guided meditation, but if you need a guided meditation, go right ahead. But know that your plan is to move towards a silent meditation. Because what you want to try and do is get yourself to be with you and to be with you in nature. Because it's in nature that we are connected and plugged into the light. 
when we're sitting inside of our homes filled with Wi-Fi and all of our beautiful furniture that we've paid a fortune for or not, when we're sitting in those homes, we're disconnected from nature. We're unplugged from it because there's nothing other than the trees and the plants in your home that necessarily represents the consciousness that nature is. When you're sitting outside, the lawn, the plants, the trees, the flowers, the air, the breeze, it's all way more plugged in to consciousness than what you are in that moment. So when we take a moment to invest in a daily light practice, and that could also be another thing that I do, I have a pot, I have a pot and inside of that pot I have a handful of herbs. And every day I get in and I stick my hands in that soil and I ruffle up that soil and I pull out any weeds. And personally, I've got three of those pots. So I ruffle up the soil, ruffle up the soil, ruffle up the soil, pluck the weeds, pluck the weeds, pluck the weeds. And then I hold my plants, I hold their leaves and I tell them how beautiful they are. And I ask them to tell me what my highest purpose is for the day. What is my greatest priority for the day? Now, I know that plants are not necessarily going to talk back to me. But what I do also know, though, is that they are connected. They are plugged in to consciousness way more than what I am because I am distracted. And that is the difference between me and nature. Nature is not distracted. So whenever I need to boost my connection to source and my connection to universal flow and intelligence... I'll go and hug trees or I'll go and sit at the base of one of those huge big trees. I'm fortunate where I live, just a 10-minute drive up to Budrum. There's a park called Wirreanda Park. And if any of my Sunshine Coasters are listening, in Wirreanda Park, there are 15, 16 enormous trees. I call them the ancients because those trees have been here for hundreds of years. And And they're used to people. They have kids and people sitting around them all the time so I'll go and sit at the base of those trees when I can and spend as much time as I possibly can just in silence not with my phone not even journaling I'll just sit at the base of the trees and I might meditate in silence or just sit there you know just to be in their presence whenever my life becomes a little clunky And all of our lives become a little clunky. But when it gets clunky, it's simply because we're distracted and we're distracted by the darkness or we're distracted by our escape. So build into every day a plugging in practice, a a practice where you connect to consciousness, you connect to the light. Take the dog for a walk for five minutes, even if that's all that you've got, but do something to remind yourself or, or you don't remind yourself actually, the light reminds you who you are, what your purpose is, why you're here. It's so much bigger than what you think. And when you're looking for that injection of peace, when you're looking for that contrast to the suffering and the difficulty and the clunkiness, go out and find consciousness and light and calm your farm. Don't look for ways to escape into somebody else's world or another reality or wine. It's not, it it doesn't serve you. All it does is keeps you trapped in more of the distraction. And don't, don't look to food. Don't look to things or to other people to make you feel consciously connected. Commit instead 
to a five minute, a 10 minute daily light plugging in, a daily plug into the light so that then you can recharge your body and then go out and do all the things that you've got to do. But who will be doing it will be a connected version of yourself rather than a distracted, hurried, worried, suffering, uh, empty version of yourself that's constantly wondering what the hell this is for and why do we have to suffer like this. There is a huge difference between the version of you that is plugged in and the version of you that is unplugged and distracted. And this is where the discipline comes in. This is where you say to yourself, I am not willing to live life this way for another 10 seconds. I'm just not. I'm not willing to participate in this bloody drunken distraction for another minute. I'm just not. Either way, I'm going to land up in a box. So man, oh man, if I'm going to land up in a box, why don't I reach for connectedness, consciousness and light and let my higher self work through me moment by moment, day by day. And let me just see what happens. Even if you just do it for a week, see what happens. Jeepers, you can always go back, hey? You know, you can always go back to being distracted and miserable and wondering what the reason for being is. You can always do that. Man, that is right there with you. But the invitation is to allow yourself to experience what you were actually put here for. And don't take my word for it. In fact, don't believe a word I say. Go out and try it for yourself because the only way we learn, the only way we um, know something is through our own direct experience. Don't listen to this podcast and go, oh yeah, that sounds all nice and fluffy and good, Kaza. But, you know, I just don't have time. You don't understand. I'm a mum of three kids and you can't, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? You can continue to make those excuses over and over and over again, but it's not my life it's affecting. It's yours. I have already made my decisions many moons ago. I made my decision that I would master this experience of life. I made that decision, gosh, it would have been 20 years ago, 25 years ago, that I would become a master at life. What have you decided? Anything? What philosophy, which my beautiful friend Cindy O'Meara said to me many, many years ago, she said to me, Karen, we all need a philosophy. God, those were the most powerful words that I've ever heard. And I realized how right she was, that we need a philosophy for our lives. What's yours? What is your philosophy for your life that it can support you in moments of unclarity, that it can support you in moments of distraction and suffering? What's your philosophy that pulls you out of the darkness and launches you into the light? What is your philosophy that has you see that darkness is purposeful so that then you can find its opposite? You know, when we're suffering and when we're in negative moments and we're habituated in that, don't just let that be because that is not what your life is here for. Your life is not to swim around in a whirlpool of shizbang that keeps you feeling heavy and stuck and trapped man I'm telling you now if your life is like that you have done this to yourself no one is doing anything to you and the way through is a philosophy that pulls you out and that philosophy for me 
is that life is about expansion and it is about growth and I refuse to waste time swimming in the shizbang when the miracle is knocking on my door. I just have to turn away from the darkness and face it. So how do I do that? A daily light practice keeps me reminded that I am a conscious human being and that my purpose here is to spread light and it is to teach light and it is to give light and it is to be light, which means I eat light, I walk light, I act light. And I don't just mean light as in shiny bright light, I mean light as in weightless. So my food is weightless. I eat live, fresh, real food. I walk softly and gently, so much so that I don't allow myself to hear my feet hit the ground. If you're stomping like an elephant, which is what I used to do, which is a very determined um, stride, and I didn't try to do that, I was just born like that, then I have to look to where there is heaviness in my life and turn it into lightness. So I walk softly and I walk lightly. I move softly and lightly. I try my hardest, although this is my challenge. I don't speak softly and lightly. I'm very assertive in my speech and I'm very assertive in my personality. So I'm working on that and assertiveness is not a bad thing as long as it doesn't turn to aggression. (laughs) Which sometimes for me, you know, when I'm in a car and there's a real peanut in front of me that cuts me off, yeah, sometimes I'll get a little aggressive. (laughs) And you know what? That makes me human. But the thing is there is to recognize it, to catch it and to not dwell on it. You know, sometimes we can have, you know, bad drivers ruin our day. For me, no, no, no. I have a rule, six minutes. And some of you guys who've been listening to the show for a while will know. Six minutes is as long as I'm willing to dwell on negativity and bad stuff and make myself suffer. Because the other driver, he took off. He doesn't care. But me, no, 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 I'm still suffering. And I won't have that. I refuse to have that because if I do that, it means I'm not being a master of my life and I'm also not applying my philosophy. And my philosophy is that everything is about expansion. So if I get pissed off or I get irritated, man, that's not about anything outside of me. That's about me. Now, what have I got to do to transcend that, transform that, move beyond that, reach for the light of that or find the opposite of it? And I find that finding the opposite is always a really great recipe. So if I get irritated, let's just say if I get irritated because I'm in the car and somebody's cut me off and I get irritated and I think, man, there's some stupid drivers, blah, 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 blah. And I have this big conversation with myself. I catch myself and then I say, you know what? You've got six minutes to do this. But the minute I say you've got six minutes to do this, I stop doing it because then I realize what I'm doing and I'm doing it to myself. No one else is doing anything to me. So in that case, I won't leave it because I know there's work for me to do. So if I don't do the work, it'll just keep happening. And I don't want it to keep happening because I've got way more important things to do with my thoughts and my feelings and sit thinking about some random driver. So then I'll reach for the opposite of the feeling. So if what I'm feeling is frustrated, what's the opposite for me of frustrated? Well, the opposite for me of frustrated is peaceful. Okay, well, thank you, Mr. Random Driver. You've taught me today to reach for peace because not only are you the first occurrence that could potentially ruffle my feathers, 
Maybe there are other occurrences set up for me in this day today that could ruffle my feathers. So I am going to be reaching for peace all day today. So then when I get into work, I've got that in the forefront of my mind because my philosophy is life is about expansion and it is about growth. And that is all about me. I am the center of my universe. I'll go to work. I'll set up candles. I'll put a candle right in front of my computer so that each time I feel like something's a little irritation, I'll focus on the flame. And in my mind, I'll say to myself, this is an exercise in finding peace. What would peace do? How would peace respond? How would peace eat lunch? How would peace go to the bathroom? How would peace answer this particular email? And then I find myself focusing on the peace rather than the cause of the potential frustration. Does that make sense to you guys? If it does, send me a, uh, a, a message on SpeakPipe. And let me know what you think about today's podcast. I'd be very, very interested actually to see how you guys adapt and adopt what I'm sharing with you and then apply it to your own lives. And this is really what this whole podcast show is about. It's actually about giving you tools to enhance your experience of living and then share that with the people that you know and love so that then you're enhancing their experience of living. And don't for one second ever think your kids are too old to teach them. My mum is 82, I am 53, and she is still teaching me to this day. So it's never too late to share what you learn with your children and with the people around you. But even if, even if you don't share the same language, which, you know, in some cases I, we don't, like I don't share the same language with a lot of my friends. I don't share the same language with a lot of people that I know. So I don't talk to them about the things that I know and learn. I just embody it. I just be it. I just am it. And from that place, if they want to know what I know, they'll ask. And if they don't ask, I'm not sharing. Because I, my job is to only teach those that are willing to hear, that have the ears to hear. Everybody is on their own trajectory and their own path and their own experience of life. If you hear what I'm saying and it rings true for you and it quickens your heart and it resonates, then this message here today is absolutely meant for you. But if it doesn't do that for others, that's totally okay because they're on their own path, getting their own learnings in their own way. And it is not for me to judge that one way or the other. Likewise, it is not for you to judge that one way or the other. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of an insight into how you can maintain a connected practice each day, the things that you can do. And it's all about nature. Trust me, it is not about the people that you're with. It is all about nature. Nature is your conduit to consciousness. Don't for one second disregard it. And if you've only got moments each day, stick your hands in the soil, go and Cut out a piece of lawn, fluff up the soil, and every morning get out there and stick both hands into that soil for three minutes. Run back inside and wash your hands. But when you are there, when you are in that soil with your hands, be there. Be present. Otherwise, don't do it. Don't waste your time. If you're not willing to be present with it and you're thinking about everything else that you can do, then it's just a waste of time because you're not actually connecting. You actually need to be present when you're in nature, when you're walking on the beach, when you're hugging a tree or sitting at the base of a big tree or touching the leaves of a plant or 
planting a shallot. You know how we all buy shallots and we use them for our dinner. Take the base where the little fluffy little roots are. Go plant that shallot in your garden anywhere. And every morning go out there and tell it how beautiful it is, how strong it is, how amazing and delicious it's going to be. And then when it comes time, because that thing will shoot up like nobody's business, leave the little root in the ground. Don't pluck it out. Just cut what you want from the shallot and it will continue to grow and it will continue to give to you. That is what nature is. It is the conduit of life. It's trying to tell us this all the time. It is the conduit of consciousness. It is the conduit of life and it is always giving to us. Our very breath, the air we breathe, comes from nature. It comes from the trees. It is giving to us all the time, calling us back to it. So give yourself an invitation, give yourself an experience of that. And if you throw your hands in the soil for three minutes and you plug in and you really connect to how that feels on your fingers and then you hold it in your hands just for a minute And then go and wash it all off. But then be incredibly grateful for the fact that nature has just plugged into you because you plugged into it. Be incredibly grateful and then go and start your day. And I promise you tomorrow, you will plug your hands into that soil for four minutes because it will become addictive. It will become irresistible to you. And then that will remind you over and over again, the more you do it, It will remind you of what your true nature is. And your true nature is not somebody drinking wine, watching Netflix, scrolling on your phone, completely distracted because your life feels like nothing but chores and difficulty and challenges. It will remind you who you truly are is a slice of miraculous life designed to reach for light, designed to expand and designed to be the most grandest version of yourself. Why? Because life is a miracle. You are a miracle. Your job as a parent is to teach your children how to suck the miracles out of life, how to find the juiciest, juiciest experiences, how to experience joy, bliss, and wonderment. And I'm telling you now, if you are not hitting bliss five, ten times a day, what the hell is the point? Life is all about that. If you are experiencing less than that, number one, you are doing it to yourself. No one else is doing it to you. You are allowing that, inviting that, habituated in that and distracted by it. Nobody else can change your life. There is no other person inside of your skin bag other than you, my friend. You are the one who is making the choices that you are making. Now, before you go and trash your life and leave everything, first of all, change who you are. Because when you change who you are from somebody trapped and habituated in darkness, wondering what the purpose of it all is, instead of letting everything external go, change what's internal. Start your daily light practice and do it every day. Do it every day for three months before you change anything. When you change from the inside out, then the outside in cannot not change. And I know that you've heard that a thousand times and I know that you think you've tried it, but please take my word for it. 
you haven't tried hard enough if you are still experiencing life through the lens of darkness, negativity, suffering, distraction and, and phones and Netflix and you know all of that and escaping. You have not tried hard enough. You have to be willing to make this a way of life for yourself. This is not just an experiment. You have to be willing to commit to it. You have to be willing to shift the dial, shift the perspective, turn your reality on an axis so that you can begin to experience life differently. Yes, there will still be negative people in your life. There will still be people who are aggressive. There are still going to be people who are going to challenge you 100%. But who is the you that meets that? If the you that meets that is the you that you've always been, then you will be magnetic to more of that. If the you that meets that is willing to change, reach for a higher version of yourself through connecting to nature, through connecting to the conduit of consciousness. If the you that meets that outside negativity and darkness, if the you that meets that is light, then how can the darkness continue to exist? It can't. So it will either change and transform itself or it will remove itself from your existence because it cannot function in light. And it's common sense. You walk into a room and it's dark, you flick the lights on and it's no longer dark. The difference between the room is the, the room before and the room after is the light. So the you that meets your existing and current life, if you continue to be the same, thinking the same, feeling the same and acting the same, it will continue to be the same. If what you're after is a more spiritual, a more enlightened, a more focused, a more clear, a more connected version of yourself and you can feel it because it's pulling on your heart. There's this void inside of you, man, it is calling you so loudly now, more now than ever and more of us than ever, by the way. There is that part of you inside of you that is calling for connection. It's calling for a spiritual in, in advancement and it doesn't have, to, doesn't have to rid you of everyone and everything you love. It's a personal journey, man. You don't have to share it with anybody. It's personal. It's only ever going to be about you. So if somebody says to you, what are you doing outside with your hands in the soil? You just say, I've decided I want to take up gardening. I really feel like I want to plant a plant. I just want to see if my shallots grow. I heard it on telly. You don't have to share, but it would be great if somebody asked you and you shared the truth because then they might join you. But if they don't join you, who cares? It's not about anybody other than you. It's only about you. So you can feel it. There's this miraculous experience of life where you become magnetic to everything you want. That magnetic and miraculous experience of life, it is calling you. And I'm telling you now, if you are listening to this podcast loud and clear, it is your time. Stop wasting it <laughs> and start living the true experience of who you are your higher excuse me your higher self is calling out to you so loudly your higher self is saying hey sister or hey mister this is your time don't wait stop wasting it get into the groove with me follow me find me knock on the door because I'm right here 
Oh, man, it is so enticing. It is intoxicating. And once you have allowed yourself a full experience of this, and I'm going to say to you three months, but it's probably going to be less than that. But I'm going to say commit for three months. And if I am wrong, ring me, call me and say to me, Kaza, you lied. <laughs> but if you get to three months from this commitment and you experiencing life differently, seeing it through a different lens, yes, there are still challenges. Yes, there are people still outside that are peanuts and they will still cross your path. Absolutely. But when you look at them, Instead of calling them a peanut, you look at them and say, right, well, you have just made me feel X, Y, and Z. What is the opposite of X, Y, and Z? Because that's the reason you're in my life. If you've made me feel unvalued, if you've made me feel unworthy, what is the opposite for me of unworthy? Well, the opposite for me of unworthy is actually love. Beautiful. So thank you, Mr. Jerry, whatever. You have made me feel unworthy the purpose of that is for me to reach for love and so now every time I feel that sensation of unworthiness I'm going to reach for love and today just because you've done that I'm going to experience my life through the lens of love thank you for being a peanut thank you for making me feel unworthy I'm so grateful for you now I'm going to experience life through love and you will either recognize what you've done and transform yourself simply because of who I'm being, not because of what I say or do. But you will either transform yourself and become light and love like me because I'll be an example for you to follow. Or I won't see you in my experience that way anymore. Not because you've changed, but because I've changed. And I want you guys to go out and try that on. Because I know we hear about that a lot and I know we read about that a lot, that when the inside world changes, the outside world changes. And it sounds very nice, but it's also counterintuitive. It's not logical. But what we're talking about here, it's not logical. And you can't quantify it. It's part of a universal force and it's vibration and magnetism that we're actually talking about. When your vibrational frequency changes, you become magnetic to different experiences. If your vibrational frequency does not change, your magnetic um, point of attraction will stay the same. So by having a daily light practice and connecting to the conduit of consciousness daily, your vibrational frequency changes and your point of magnetic attraction changes. And you don't have to try to do that. Just commit to the daily light practice and it will automatically happen for you. So there we go. I hope you guys have enjoyed today's podcast. It's been a long one, hasn't it? I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to hear how this pans out for you and how you put this into practice. Please let me know. Please let me know. You can go to my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Karen's Couch and you can pop your comments on there. You can also go to SpeakPipe and I'll pop the link into the show notes here for you guys so that you can pop your comments and questions on there for me. I would love to hear from you and i tell you one thing too. Here's another question or another invitation. I would love you guys to pop up questions that I can do a show about. If you've got questions for me, if you've got things that you'd like me to talk about, please go ahead and send me a message, a private message on Facebook. Um, send me a message on SpeakPipe. Let me know what you want me to do a show about and I will do something specifically for you personally. I would love to do that. 
So thank you so much for joining me here on Karen's Couch. This has been an amazing experience for me and part of my own personal light practice. So I am very grateful that you're actually sharing in on it. Um, I'm sending you guys all of my love and I look so forward to hearing from you and also sharing my next light practice with you right here on Karen's Couch. Take it easy. Have a good day, everybody. Bye for now.